So, you really want to know what women do, say and think the way that we do, huh? Well, fasten your seatbelts and let's get... She said what? Started with your host, Alan Newman Jr. Good evening, good evening, happy hump day, everybody, happy Wednesday, welcome to the show, of course, you know how it goes down, this is She Said What, where we talk about dating and other aspects between men and women from a woman's perspective, um, as you, you know, I'm your host, Alan Newman Jr., I'm so excited to hear just what the women have for today, um, as I said, this show is about the female's perspective and just what needs to be said to help build healthier relationships and bridge the communication between men and women. Um, if you are a business owner or an entrepreneur looking for the right network to air your services or products, I have just the place for you. Send your inquiries to ads at he said what network.com and we'll hook you up and tell our global listeners all about what you have to offer. Now, if this is your first time listening in on the show, um, if you have a question or a comment, you can dial 515-602-9647 and press the number 1 so that I know you're on the line so I can bring you on so you can speak with me and our guests. Or if you are listening online on the He Said What radio network, you can type in your comment and we'll read it on the air. Now, without further ado, I want And Lauren, how are you today as my guest for the hour? Hi, Alan. <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Class. Good, good, I'm, good. I'm wonderful. Glad to have you here on the show. Glad to have you here on the show. Um, looking forward to what we're going to talk about. So for those who are tuning in, today's topic is dating, waiting for your mate versus rushing towards one. So I'm looking at this topic, Lauren, and... I, I find it very interesting because a lot of things when it comes to dating, a lot of people kind of want to take the traditional role and then other people kind of want to think outside the box. Um, but for me, I guess a lot of men have different aspects and looks in when it comes to dating. Like today, a lot of men are kind of expecting women to make the first move or to at least give us a hint um, whether to come for you or not for you. Um, I do have a question, though. Um, do do you believe that men consider aggressive women to be a turnoff? And have you ever been considered yourself a turnoff or seen friends who were aggressive um, when it came to relationships and dating? I don't think, you know, uh, when I met my husband, um, he actually liked that, you know, I was the way I was and um, that I just, you know, called him first instead of him calling me first. Oh. I think it just depends on, okay. like, what kind of guy you're dating. Some guys like that okay. and some okay. guys don't. Oh, okay. Okay. So, because so, I guess for me, it's funny what we consider aggressive and not aggressive. Um, and it's interesting because you said um, you reached out to him first and, like, called him and stuff. And I've always told people when it comes to dating, like, if you drop breadcrumbs for me, it's up to me to decide if I'm going to go ahead and take advantage of it or if I'm just going to leave it alone. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I find it kind of funny when 
guys look at or women look at and say, I don't want to look at be looked at as too aggressive or not aggressive enough. Um, but then it's interesting. So with your with your husband, when when all of that kind of happened, was it just like an organic? You were just like, you know what? I'm going to hit him up, see where it goes from there. Or was it once you like hit him up initially, did he kind of just take the reins of it and take it from there? Yeah, I mean, I've never been the type of girl where a man had to chase me, <laughs> which is probably why I ended up in three <laughs> three marriages that didn't work. Um, but yeah, okay, I was married okay. three times before I met my husband now. So the mm-hmm. dating whole dating thing, I had to figure out on my own. And I've been like the girl that would call the guy first. And, you know, sometimes those relationships would work out. Sometimes they didn't. Or I was the one that did the chasing mm-hmm. instead of him chasing me okay. because some girls, you know, some girls want to be chased, which a lot of my girlfriends would mm-hmm. tell me, you want guys to chase you. And I was like, well, what if I don't want to be chased? What if I want to go after him first? <laughs> so I kind mm-hmm. of like my opinion, just it's different, I think, based off each person and, and what each person wants, you know, in the dating scene. Mm-hmm. And that that's interesting when when you talk about how you have you had your friends that were telling you, like, you, you want him to chase chase you you don't want to be chasing him um do you think though as like time and society's views have changed on dating do you think it kind of do you feel like it kind of supports more of how you went about it with dating or do you feel like it's still the same regardless just depending on the person and their personality because i know nowadays you have a lot more women who are willing to go out the box and state well i like this person and i'm going to make it be known um, do you think that has changed as time went on, or do you think it's still about the same? Um, when you look at it from dating for probably like now, from like probably 15, 20 years ago? I think, well, based off, cause, because I met my husband uh, in 2017, and I was on Tinder. Okay. So I was, I was dating on Tinder, and, um, oh, you know, that okay. app, yeah, that app is known to be, you know, people are only on there for sexual mm. intimacy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? and, yep, um, yep. When I mm-hmm. when I when I got on, everybody was telling me that, like, oh, don't go on Tinder. Tinder is just for sex. And I was like, well, okay, I'm gonna check it out anyways. <laughs> and so I did. And there <laughs> there were there were guys actually that, you know, you match with, you go out with, and that's all they wanted. And there mm. are actually, I guess, there's some married people on there. There's people who are in relationships that are trying to get a side thing. So that is happening on there, but what I was looking for wasn't that. So I would just pass okay. those up. Those guys I would just meet, meet for coffee or dinner. I figured out what they wanted, mm-hmm. and then it was just, just wasn't for me. So I would just keep going. You know, I would just keep swiping. Okay. And then that's when okay. I met my husband. And, you know, he had everything that I was looking for. Um, so I think that's how I kind of. And then, you know, that was 2017. I don't know how it is now. I'm guessing because of the pandemic, yeah. people are doing the online dating still, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true, true. I, I, that, and that's very interesting because you mentioned Tinder, and I actually have someone who just announced that they're getting married. That's a bunch of people that I know that are getting married all of a sudden. But I know they had met on Tinder. And like you like you said, everyone that I know who talked about Tinder, the first thing they talked about was like, oh, Tinder is just about sex and da 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 But now I'm starting to see a big trend for me. I don't know about my listeners, if they're noticing where they have a lot of friends or family that are being connected um, on Tinder, and they're actually turning into long-lasting relationships and actually marriage. So it's ironic that people 
start Tinder off with a negative vibe, but you're starting to see a lot of people that are utilizing mm-hmm. Tinder um, to make these necessary connections. So it's, it's actually interesting. And then I like the fact that you said even the ones who you knew their reason was just for one thing, you still went out with them and just had coffee or something like that. So question, when it comes to dating, how do you feel when it comes to being taken out to eat? Because a, a lot of women have conversations about if he's not spending a certain amount of money or guys are saying you shouldn't spend a certain amount of money. Some people said you shouldn't go Dutch when you're first getting to know somebody. Some people say you should go Dutch. I've had friends say you should go to coffee to get to know each other, and I've seen people say, ah, that's not really it either. So for you, when, what was it like to actually just go have coffee? Do you feel like it was like a forced interaction or did it make you feel more comfortable to kind of let your hair down in a more, like, contemporary atmosphere um, instead of just trying to do, you know, if you go out to eat, you're trying to dress to impress, and you want to make that perfect first impression compared to if you're making coffee, if you're having coffee and you're talking? Yeah, I mean, it. Um, when I when I started going out, it was like, you know, coffee, and then, you know, if that went well, then it would be dinner, you know, but, um, I mean, I, I would always offer, you know, like if I was taken out to dinner, I would say, okay, I would say, Oh, do you want me to pay for, for, for half? And they would always say no, but I, it was just like, I, I truly believe it's just the type of person you are. It's it's what you expect out of a date. You know, a lot of people have expectations Mm -hmm. and I just always went into it with like fairness, you know, like I, Mm. I want to. I want to, I want to chip in too. I, he shouldn't have to pay for all of it, but that's just me. But there are some girls that want guys to pay and that's okay too. That's what yeah. they want. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I think it's just, I think it truly just depends on what you want. Like I would always just offer, like I said, and they would always say, no, 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 it's okay. But I think the guy does appreciate when a girl offers, you know, to pay half at least. And you know what? I think that's true because half the time, a lot of times I believe it, a guy is going to cover, he's going to pay for it regardless. But I do think for a lot of men nowadays, it kind of lets us believe that you appreciate the time. Like you understand that time is important for both sides, not just for um, the woman in the conversation, but for the guy as well. So I think for a lot of guys, it kind of probably makes them pay attention more. Um, to an individual who's willing to do that. Like I said, I think most of the guys, though, if a lady does offer, they're going to say no and they're going to pay it themselves. But I do think it kind of sticks out when you look at, depending on who they've dealt with in other encounters and dating venues. So I, I think that's actually a good perspective um, to have. Um, for those who are listening to us tonight on She Said What, I'm here with my guest, uh, Lauren, as we're talking about dating for your mate versus rushing towards one. Um, if you have any questions or want to talk in or interact with us, you can dial 515-602-9647 and press the number one. If you're listening on the He Said What radio network, type in your comment, and we will say it over the air. Um, now, Laura, I do have a question. Um, how can women make their interests known without doing the most? And when I say doing the most, like, some people go out the box crazy with trying to get a guy to notice them. Um, in your experience, what is it that you really did? Did you really do anything to catch their eye? Did you, like, like I know you said with your husband, you kind of made the first move towards him, but was there anything outlandish that you thought you had to do, or was it just one of those, were you just one of those cool people when it came to shooting your shot, per se? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I was 
I wrote a book. I just released it this year called Freeing Your Heart for Love. And it took me about 29 years to figure out um, truly like what kind of person I wanted to be with because I was attracting Mm -hmm. a lot of men. Um, I was so desperate for love because I didn't know really what love was. Mm. I grew up in a home without love. My, my parents were not very loving. So when I was a child, I I didn't know what that was, what, what that looked like. Mm. Nobody taught me how a loving relationship should be. So, you know, I married my first husband when I was 17 and I, I've never been able to date really because I've been married three times before I met my husband now. Mm -hmm. And so I was just searching for that next person, you know, like who's going to, who's going to love me? What kind of man is going to love me? And so I wasn't valuing my body mostly because I was just, you know, giving my body for free because I thought this would make Mm -hmm. men love me. And so that Mm -hmm. kind of was my journey for about 29 years until I really, really started loving myself. And I even wrote down what kind, what kind of man I wanted to date, what kind of man did I want in my life? For not just me, but also my boys, because I have kids. I have four boys. Okay. And, okay. you know, dating with kids is a, is a whole other topic because there's a lot of people that don't want a woman that already has a, a family, an already already made mm-hmm. family. A lot of guys, a lot of guys mm-hmm. would not date me because of that. They called it baggage. You know, like you have too much baggage, wow. which is really mm-hmm. hurtful, you know, when you hear that from someone because it's like, wow, my kids are part of me. You know, and and Mm -hmm. when I met my husband, he accepted all of me, all of my baggage, so-called baggage that I didn't consider baggage. But, you know, all my kids, he accepted me, he accepted my past. And that's truly like when I realized he was the one for me. Okay, okay. That's that's my best advice. (laughs) No, and I I like that. That's awesome. So when when it comes to, because I know you were saying how, because you were you didn't understand love, you were looking for love. You kind of just incorporated with it with offering your body um, as that. So when you were going through that phase, um, did you cut out in- intimacy completely, or did you just like learn to cut it down and like I'm not using this for every individual that I come in contact that I want to date or marry? So like, did you just cut it down completely? Did you cut it off completely on the intimacy aspect, or did you just uh, learn to cut it cut down on it? You know what I did is. Um I figured out that I wasn't going to just freely have sexual intimacy with men anymore because I knew that those relationships, that's all it was going to be was if I, if I did that right away, that's all it was going to be. And once I knew that that's all the man wanted, then I would just say, okay, this isn't for me. Let me move on. And I would just, you know, politely tell them this is not going to work for me. And so, you know, because it's not it's it's what I've done for so long. Like I said, for 29 years, that's that's the behavior that I've done for so long. My third husband, that's a whole nother. That's in my book. <laughs> but you know, I oh, married okay. him, and mm-hmm. yeah, I married him, and found out he had a fantasy where he wanted me to have sex with men in front of him after we got married. This was something after wow. we got married. Yeah, yeah. So it was like when your body when your body is not your own when you're not in control of who you have sex with and who you don't it it really wakes you up it kind of hits you on the head and says okay what do you want to do with your life do you want to continue doing this or do you want to respect yourself and love yourself and and find somebody who truly respects you so that's kind of where yeah that whole sexual that whole sexual part that's been my whole life that's why this is such a good topic for me because Truly, I, I, I'm an ex. I, I'm like living proof that, <laughs> you know, you don't have to give your body to find love. That's why my book's called Freeing Your Heart for Love. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I appreciate that take, uh, Lauren. So uh, first we're going to cut the break um, with our viewers. So we'll come back as we continue the discussion here on She Said What with Lauren in regards to waiting for your mate versus rushing towards one. And we'll be back in a minute. Hey, what you doing Monday? I know what you're doing. You're going to check out me, Bree, and my main man, Mike. AKA One Mike on Simply Sports with One Mike and RG. Filming every Monday on YouTube from 8 to 9 30 p.m. What'd you say? You busy at 9 30? That's cool. If you come to the He Said What Network, you can actually hear the playback. So we got you covered. Just make sure you're there. Alright, I'm holler at y'all. Bye. Oh, don't forget to get gussied up too. And we are back here on She Said What. Happy Wednesday, happy hump day. For those that are listening in and you have a question and want to interact, remember you can dial 515-602-9647 and press the number one. And if you're listening on the radio network at she said what radionetwork.com, type in your comment in the feed and we'll read it on the line. Um, and so we just um, actually ended before the break with Lauren in regards to um, the intimacy she dealt with with her partners. Um, so, so with that, Lord, when we look at the fact where we're saying wait, waiting for your mate versus rushing towards one, for for a woman, because I know a lot of people play the whole the man needs to chase, um, or as a, for those who are religious, they're quick to say he that finds the wife finds the good thing. When it comes to that, how how do you know if you're being patient and you're waiting, or if you're rushing, um, because Everyone different. Some people can get in a relationship right now, date for six or seven months, be a couple, break up, and maybe a month afterward they're in another relationship. And then there's some people like myself, if I break up with somebody, I need time because I need to process what went wrong in the relationship that I did wrong and what I can do to be better. Um, so, so for you, when you look at waiting for your mate versus rushing, to you, for you, before, before you got married to your husband that you are now, how did you look at that? Did you always have that rush where, you know, I need to have a spouse, I need to have a spouse, or were you one of those, if he find me, he find me, if not, it's, it's whatever? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, um, I, I never waited. So, I, like I mentioned to you, I've, I've never, mm-hmm. I never was taught about a healthy relationship. And so mm-hmm. I would always have somebody lined up. You know, like I never took a break. Um, The longest break I took was, like I said, when I transformed my life and met my husband now. That's Mm -hmm. when I took a break and truly met the man I'm supposed to be with. But all the other times, I I didn't want to be alone. I was afraid to be alone. So Mm -hmm. I would always find the next man, even in in relationships that I wasn't happy in. um, Mm -hmm. I would I would find my happiness in another man. I mean, I've had I've had affairs. I've been I've been with married men. So it's like I I was searching for for love so desperately that, you know, I could just my friends would joke with me and say, you know, you could throw a rock and whoever it hits, you could go date that guy because I was never alone. (laughs) Yeah, I was never alone. I always had somebody in my life. I always had a man in my life and, and I never would take time to figure out what I wanted to do until I was married to that third husband and, and figured out, mm-hmm. woke up from a bad dream and said, I can't continue mm-hmm. down this path. So I truly believe like you hit that, that point in your life where it's your rock bottom, you know, and, and it's time to just do something different or do you want to continue mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over and over again? Cause it was, it was a different guy. 
same problem, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't, and I'm not blaming gotcha. the men. It was, it was just what I attracted because of how I felt about myself. That's who I was attracting mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And with that, I know you said your friends you would joke and say you just throw a rock and yeah. you're, you're that guy be able to date. Do you feel like your friends, do you feel like your friends trust you when it came to, like, the men in their lives? Do, they, do you think they ever had, like, that, yo, do I have to worry about maybe she may want, want them? And they, right, because, you know, sometimes some people have friends where they're like, yo, I never really trusted my friend around any of my men. Did you ever feel or think that your friends felt that kind of way with you because of how you was maneuvering in the dating realm? No, because a lot of my friends, they were single. and um Okay. They they would always want the guys that I was with. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it was like I could I couldn't trust them. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Okay. So it was more like the shoe was on the other foot. So for you, even though you were looking for love, it was more like they were on the outside looking in. Like, oh man, if I can, I wish I could get him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um. And I, and I appreciate how transparent you are in regards to this topic because this is definitely a topic I know has several layers to it um, because when you're looking at waiting for your mate or rushing for one, um, I think the biggest aspect that you brought up is the fact you were looking for love. And a lot of people, they may admit that and some won't admit that. Um, would you say when you were going through that phase, was it like when you say looking for love, do you feel like the love you were looking for was the, the fill of a void that you felt was never taken care of when you was younger as a as a child or do you think it was just something that as you got older that boy just got bigger and bigger and you just like you know what if I can find someone to love me um even though I may not love myself it can close that void up yeah that's definitely why I got into the relationships that I got into that were um some of them were abusive some of them were uh emotionally abusive mentally um really not physically but it was more mm-hmm. the mental abuse, especially with my first husband. That was I married him at 17, and I was married to him for nine years. So my mom actually had to sign the papers to, to, for me to marry that guy because I was a minor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So you know, marrying into coming from a home without love, going into a marriage that was just as worse. Um, that mm-hmm. really does something to you in your teenage years. Even, you know, throughout my life, I had the suicide depression, you know, because I was so sad. Why don't these guys love me? I'm doing everything, you know, for them. And and I always played the victim role, you know, like, why me? I have such a big heart. Why is this happening to me? Until I figured it out that it, it wasn't. it wasn't even really them. It was just how I felt about myself and, and what do I want in a man, you know, because I was just jumping, you know, I was like, jumping from man to man and it was just like i said it was the same same set of problems just a different guy <laughs> you know it gotcha. wasn't it wasn't any better yeah. it was just like it was tra- i was just transferring it to another man it was just a different relationship mm-hmm. i just dealt with the same things because i never i never fixed it i never really fixed it within mm-hmm. myself so mm-hmm. so so when you looked at that lauren um when when before you got with your husband you're with now, um, how, hmm, when did you decide to sit down and you were, like, intentional with dating? Like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm requiring. 
this is what I'm not going to um what's the word? This is the word I'm this is this is what I'm not gonna compromise on. This is what mm-hmm. I'm okay with kind of compromise. Like when did you have that aha moment after your third husband, before your husband currently? Like when did that kind of click with like, yo, this is what I need and this is how intentional I'm going to be uh, with dating? Yeah, that was uh, when I started dating on the Tinder app, uh, when I met my husband in 2017. I was actually dating somebody before I met him, and this guy actually wasn't a bad guy. He, 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 was, he was really nice to me, but he, didn't, he couldn't love me. He gave me all the materialistic things. I never had to pay for anything, but he couldn't give me the free part, you know, the loving part. So I knew I was getting closer to my dream guy. It just wasn't this guy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I already had like a list of questions already. Like when I met my husband, I first told him, you know, do you want kids? He said, no. I said, okay, good. We can keep talking. Right. And then I was like, okay, mm-hmm. do you want somebody who cooks? Cause I don't cook. He's like, no, I cook. Okay, perfect. And then, you know, the third question is, uh, you know, you know, I just had like lit a list that I was specific with literally like I was interviewing him because I was tired of dating. I wasn't going to date any more men that didn't fit within my criteria, <laughs> you know, so to speak, because I, I dated for so long and I was just tired of it. I was 45 when I met my husband. I'm 49 now. Okay. It, there comes a okay. point in your okay. life where it's like dating is like, it's old, you know, it gets old after a while as you grow with age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you, you don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to, mm-hmm. I didn't want to keep dating when I was 55. You know, I don't want to be dating at 55. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. so I, I, had specific, no, I, I had a specific too. list, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so, so, Lauren, are there any signs a person can look for to determine whether someone is truly into them or if they're rushing them into a relationship to manipulate them? That's hard because, like I said, with my with my third marriage, I mean, I didn't know this guy had this fantasy, you know, until after we married. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of, we had mm-hmm. a lot of red flags before i mean we mm-hmm. fought a lot mm-hmm. um gotcha but i think i think the red flags are there in some relationships it's just it really just truly is what how do you feel about your boundaries you know what kind of boundaries are you setting for yourself and you know i think for me it's like like i said i just wanted these relationships to work so so desperately because i didn't want to keep dating you know i never wanted mm-hmm. to be alone you know, the the feeling of being on, alone was so fearful for me. And then, you know, when I had that aha moment at 42, you know, at the age of 42, I was like, okay, I can continue to keep to continue to keep going down this path and have the same behavioral patterns that I'm doing with these relationships and have the same type of relationships, or I could change something. I started seeing therapy. I started loving doing the self love, oh, you know, okay. the self care. I started dating myself. Actually, I took myself out like I was like I was going on a date, and that was uncomfortable. Okay. But it helped me. It helped me figure out like <laughs> yeah. what what I wanted. You know, like I want to be I want to be taken to this town, and I want to get a cheese platter in the hotel waiting for me, and a bottle of wine. Like it it, it made me mm-hmm. feel good. You know, so I yeah. think dating yourself really helps you figure out what you want. Also. <laughs> And, and I think I think that's a good good um, answer too, because um, that's one thing uh, my parents had raised my sister and I off of was like learn to love yourself, 
Learn to mm-hmm. treat yourself out because um, a lot of people feel like if you don't, you can't go on a date by yourself. Um, and I went on plenty. Like I remember younger in my 20s, I used to have friends, used to laugh because I, I would take myself out to the movies. I'll have dinner and a movie and it'd be me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just feel like it gives you chance to learn a lot about yourself and what you like and what you don't like. Um, yep. and, and with that being said, Lauren, before we cut to our next break, do you, do you, I heard you say fear of being alone. Um, do you think that is probably the ultimate thing that does persuade a lot of women to get into some of these failed relationships, even if they see the red flags, because they don't want to be by themselves, they don't want to be that person that doesn't have a special person for their birthday or Valentine's Day or holidays or any of these nuances that we kind of glorify when it comes to dating. Do you think that's, and I won't say all women, but do you think that's the majority of what a lot of women today are dealing with when it comes to dating or rushing into marriage? is that they don't want to be by themselves. They don't want to be that person that doesn't have somebody. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good valid point. I mean, that's how I felt. I didn't want to be alone. But also, some of these men are, are good uh, sweet talkers, too. I mean, they'll they'll get you to believe some, whatever they want you to believe. And when you're in that kind of phase where I'm just so in love with you, you know, some of, like, my third marriage, I mean, he couldn't say anything if 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 we got in a fight, he would sweet talk me back to that place of love, you know. So it's kind of like there are some good uh, narcissistic men that will like you know wheel you back in, um, you know. But my intuition always told me something was wrong. But sometimes women ignore that, you know, because we want to be loved so badly. I mean, that's how I that's my experience. I'm speaking from my experience, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure. Um, from some of my friends too, they would they would tell me the same thing. You know, it's just it's just comfortable to stay with him, or you know, I want to stay for the kids, or we got kids together, we have a house together. You know, I have to start all over again. Those kind of feelings, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you've been married for so long. You know, twenty five years, I got to start all over again. You know, yeah. so mm-hmm. like you're starting from scratch. So, so yeah, I get, starting I get from that. scratch. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wants to start from I scratch. Get that. It's not fun. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No no one wants to have to pick the pieces back up and have to start back again. No. Um, so no. I def- definitely appreciate that perspective, Lauren. So we're actually going to cut now to our next break, um, and then we'll come back on um, on the air as we continue to talk about uh, dating for your mate, um, waiting for your mate versus rushing towards one um, in regards to dating. So we'll be back in a minute.
What's up? This one Mike from Simply Sports, and you're tuned in to the He Said What Radio Network. Welcome, welcome back. You had just listened to Patwan which with the song I'll Give You My Heart, which is an awesome, awesome take going into what we're talking about on today. Um here on She Said He She Said What. Uh, we are talking about dating, waiting for your mate versus rushing towards one in the dating world with my guest, Lauren, who's been giving us some very, very good dialogue about her personal experiences when it came to dating and even with the fact with the interactions of the marriages that she was a part of. So we want to give her a hand, round of applause for she's been doing an amazing job with us today. So, Lauren, we, we were just talking, um, you were talking about this um about women when it comes to looking for love, searching for love um, in the in the dating realm and aspect. Now, I do know for you, it's definitely interesting just for the fact you said you do have kids, correct? Yes, I have four boys. Okay. Oh, oh, you got a house full of men. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, I have my so oldest is 30, 32 and my youngest is 16. Okay, 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 all right. You got one more in the house, so that's not as bad. That's not as bad. You got the rest of them are grown, so that's good. Yeah, I got two in the house. I have my 19-year-old and my 16-year-old, but my 26-year-old and my 32-year-old is on their own. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what's up. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when it when it came to the dating realm and the acting, like you said, when you were searching for love and you were kind of trying to find your way um, in the relationship aspect, how was that with also juggling your kids? Because I do know in today's society, when it, it when we are looking at dating and marriage, um, you are going to run into dating someone who has kids, um, someone who don't have kids as well. But how is it maneuvering as a parent when you're looking for that um, person? Like you said, you were looking for love. So how did that work with you? in the dating aspect when you also have your boys 
that you also have to think about as well when it comes to dating and possibly looking at marrying somebody? Yeah, well, the the good part about divorcing, I mean, there isn't really anything good other than you get to co-parent mm-hmm. and, and the kids the kids get to go to their, their other spouse's house, you know, the other parent's house. Okay. So I had I had mm-hmm. free time at that time. So when I would date, I would date when my kids weren't with me. And then um, I would only introduce them. They they haven't met everybody I dated because I only would introduce them okay. to guys that I that I knew were going to be uh, serious relationships. Um, gotcha. So like just the casual dating, my kids would never meet them, and I would never bring these guys to my house unless my kids weren't here. So I really wanted to protect my boys because I didn't want them to see these guys like a revolving door coming in and out of my house. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I would just date that way. And then I would be up front with these men and tell them that, you know, I have kids. I have four boys. And a lot of them would be okay with it. And then, you know, as time went on and, uh, you know, they wanted to do things and spontaneous sometimes and I couldn't go, then that would, you know, cause a little friction in the relationship and then we just eventually break up because a lot of these guys didn't have kids so if I couldn't just up and go to like you know away you know because I had to figure out my kids it would kind of annoy some people which is okay that's okay you know it wasn't their fault mm-hmm. it's just like it wasn't a lifestyle that most men want yeah. if uh if they don't have kids which is understandable mm-hmm. so I just you know just move on, you know, okay, on to the, and yeah, some of it was hurtful because I did like some of these guys, but I understood, you know, it's like what they wanted and it was okay. I just moved on and everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know what, listening, listening to you talk, Laura, it's very interesting because when I hear you say like, if they, if they didn't like the fact that I had kids, it's like, okay, it is what it is on to the next person. Um hmm what helps you with that mindset? Because I have seen female associates and even my close female best friends, like when a guy is like, well, I don't like that, they take it personal and kind of act a little, I don't want to say distraught, but I feel like sometimes, and I told them, I think you're overthinking the fact that they said they're not interested. Like literally you told them what you were expecting. They didn't like that, so move on to the next one. So why do you think some women can maneuver that easier than others? Because some women like yourself, they're like, you know what, he didn't like the fact that I had kids. Eh, it is what it is. Someone's going to like the fact that I have kids. But you have some women, if a guy says that, it could become a whole issue. So how, mm-hmm. how, would, you, how, how would you tell men to maneuver that? Because that's like women have their standards, men have their preferences and stuff like that, and a man may say, you know what, I'm feeling you, you don't have kids, um, or you have kids, but that's not my thing. So how, how would you say for men to maneuver that round? Should we, should we be careful with how we make it known that we're not interested, or should we just give it to them straight? It sounds like with you, it's give it to you straight, and you take it as it is. But I also know in the, in the times we're living in, you do have to kind of sugarcoat what you have to say in the dating landscape. I mean, I'm always a believer honesty is the best policy because if you don't if you don't if you're not up front it could turn out bad, right? I mean there's a lot, there's mm-hmm. hearts involved, you know, and and mm-hmm. feelings and mm-hmm. emotions and I think a lot of the times like I want to say 99% of the time the men that 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 went out with me when they knew I had kids and they didn't want kids, it was just for sex. Mm-hmm. 
And that's like the, gotcha. the honest truth. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. to be serious with me. It was just to get like, a, you know, let's go be intimate and that's all it's going to be. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that was probably, and then the men that, that were serious with me, they were okay with my children and they, they were the ones that actually met my children because I knew that they were okay with, with my boys and they didn't just want one thing from me. And there wasn't that many of those guys, <laughs> to be honest, um, because it is hard dating as a single mom with, you know, I was divorced two times by that, by the, by the time I was dating like fully before I met my third husband. And I just, you know, I, I would tell people that, I was married two times, and even that alone was like men would run for the hills. You know, it's like, wow, you've been married two times. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. there's got to be something wrong with you. And even I would think the same thing. So it's just like what society puts in our heads is that, oh, there's something wrong with you because you were married three times. No, there's not something wrong with me. I just, it just, the relationship didn't work out. It just wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a true believer that you just keep looking for what you want. I mean, if I, if I didn't, break up with all those guys or all those relationships went bad I wouldn't have met my husband now who is the true love of my life like I truly know that and mm-hmm. it, it just led me to him you know there's that good rascal flat song you know all the broken God <laughs> bless the broken road like that truly is my mm-hmm. love life like God bless the broken road led me to you all those those stars they were northern stars I mean the lyrics in that song is just perfect it's it, it if you if you are somebody that is still searching and you've been through a lot of bad relationships. That's the reason why I wrote that book is because you don't have to give up there. There is somebody out there for everyone. You just, just don't give up, you know, just keep looking or or that person, that person will find you eventually. (laughs) Exactly. And and then it's interesting because you are correct. We, we have been built as a society. If you find out someone's been married two or three times, we're talking about red flag, red flag, red flag. When if we be honest, there's a lot of people who've been married once for 20, 30 years, but it has been a marriage of hell, and they just sat there. Um, so I do understand there's different perspectives. Some people sit in it, and they just deal with it because they're with that person. Then other people like yourself, you realize this isn't healthy for me. This isn't healthy for my kids. I need to find what is going to be productive and help me in my journey. So I completely get what you're saying when it comes to that, um, <clears throat> when it comes to the dating aspect for that long. And then I appreciate how honest you're just being in, about the whole intimacy thing because a lot of people won't admit it, but a lot of men do see, and for those who are listening, you can give your, um, you can call in at one uh, 515-602-9647, press the number one to give your take on what I'm about to say. But a lot of men, and I've seen this in my circle, a lot of men tend to deal with women with children just because they're like, oh, well, I know for a fact if we hit it off, I'm going to be able to get some. Um, so it, it, it's very, I feel like it's very problematic because you're definitely using that person for, for the wrong things, especially if that person isn't on that page or that level with you on it. So I definitely appreciate your honesty with that. And then before we go to our final break, um, when it came to dating with your kids um, being involved, did you ever have to have a conversation with them? Or, you know, sometimes some kids want to be all in their parents' business on what's going on. Or were your boys more like, you know what, if it's important, mom will mention it. If it's not, we just won't know about it. Um, I was up front. So with the, with the men that I, was, that I knew was going to be a boyfriend, 
Um, mm-hmm. I would I would introduce my kids, but before I introduce them, I would tell them, you know, mom's dating this guy. I really like him. I want you guys to meet him. And they would meet him. And my boys were amazing. I mean, they treat treated everybody that I was serious with with respect. I was very lucky. There are some uh, some kids that <laughs> give the the boyfriends a hard time. My kids, like even my husband now. My, they love my husband just like their their own dad. So I'm just okay. very blessed that I had really really well behaved kids. <laughs> um, but you know it it was hard because there were some pretty serious ones that I introduced them to, and when they met my husband now, my son, one of my sons, said this to me, and it really stuck with me. And he's like, "Well, mom, what makes this guy different? You said this about all the other guys. What makes this one different?" And I was like, "Whoa, that kind of like." hit an arrow in my heart i was like wow you got a good point <laughs> you know it's kind of like yeah you're right what does make him different it even questioned my own self like okay what does make this one different is he going to be like the rest because that's what they thought because they thought the last one was going to last so you know from a kid's perspective it's like wow i never even heard that from him until i met my husband now you know when i was dating him and i had to explain to them like Okay, you're, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, what does make him different? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, definitely appreciate that take from you, Lauren. So, um, guys, we're about to go to our final break. Um, and Lauren, when we come back, we'll go ahead and um, allow you to give your information of what you're doing and how everyone can follow you um, and any upcoming products you have um, right after this break. Hey, this is Rob Wells. I am the host of Your Purposeful Purpose podcast. I am a transformational speaker and coach. And let's not forget, serial entrepreneur. I help people live life with purpose, on purpose, by becoming the master designer of their lives. I want you to understand transformation because I went through a huge transformation myself after losing 150 pounds, teaching myself how to read and write at the age of 23 with a fifth grade education. I help people go through their own transformation, identify that purpose, identify that dream and break through every single roadblock in their way. You can get in touch with me by going to PurposefulPurpose.com. I can't wait to talk to you. All right, guys, we are back. Um, This is the conclusion of talking about dating, waiting for your mate versus rushing towards one. What we're going to do is we're actually going to allow Lauren to have a brief moment of the floor. Lauren, please allow the guests. Um, please allow our listeners to know where they can follow you on social media. Um, I do know you talked about your book, so talk about your book a little bit, and then any future endeavors that you have coming along as well. Yeah, thank you. Um, I am on uh, Instagram. I'm on Twitter, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm on all the social medias. Um, Under my name, you can find me under Lauren Patterson. Uh, My website is laurenpatterson.com. Uh, you can find the book there. I wrote a book last year and released it in April of this year. It did reach Amazon bestseller. Um, it's called Freeing Your Heart for Love. And it's a memoir uh, basically about everything I just shared with you, on Alan, on the radio show. And 
It's about overcoming uh, severe suicide depression, three marriages that didn't work, but ultimately finding self-love and true happiness. Um, because I truly believe we're all responsible for our own happiness. But I didn't figure that out for 29 years of my life until the universe just hit me with a two by four and said, it's time for you to wake up and learn your lesson. And truly, like my purpose in life was to write that book. Because now, um, fast forward to now, I started a nonprofit called Show Up in Love. Okay. And it's basically to help people with abuse and depression. Because I, I was somebody who had no support system at a very young age, at 16. I had my first thoughts of taking my life. And, and I want to help girls between the ages of 14 and 18 to really teach them that self-love okay. that I didn't learn. And as well as nobody really learns that in high school. They're not teaching people, mm -hmm. young girls, how to love themselves. It's not being taught. Mm -hmm. So I really want to help those girls between those ages with this nonprofit. And, um, yeah, just do a lot of more speaking events, do a lot more of these radio shows. I'm in Clubhouse a lot. If you're in Clubhouse, I'm in there very often okay. sharing my story. <laughs> and, yeah, I'm just, awesome. I'm just everywhere right now. <laughs> okay, perfect, so perfect, perfect. No, no, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you having you on here. Um, actually, we, we got someone just brought up a question while you were um, actually talking um, for you. Um, their question is, if a man has many dating prospects that he communicates that to a woman who is waiting for their relationship trans to transition to something more exclusive, how might that affect her mentally and emotionally? Mm, that's a good question. You mean like if the man has other women that he's dating? Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you read that again, Alan, the question? Yeah, 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 I can. If a man has many dating prospects, so basically multiple prospects, and he communicates that to a woman who is waiting for their relationship to transition to something more exclusive, how might that affect her mentality and emotion, uh, her mentally and emotionally? Mm, okay. Well, in my perspective, if a man has multiple dating prospects and he's dating you two at the same mm -hmm. time it really is what's your boundary is this okay for you because really um you can stay in the mix right and hope that he'll choose you but are you okay with him knowing that he's going to that girl's house tonight knowing that he's sleeping in her bed and then the next day he's going to come sleep with you mm -hmm. it, it really is mm -hmm. something if you're okay with it, you not, not even have to do with him. Cause really we can't control what men do or what women do. It's really, mm -hmm. that's what mm -hmm. he wants to do. And mm -hmm. I mean, you can hope, you can hope that he'll choose you, but what if he doesn't, it, it really is kind of what's okay for you. Or a lot of women like me, if a guy was doing that to me, I would go date other guys too. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm -hmm. well, okay. if you okay. want to date other people, then we're not in a serious relationship is what I see. And I'm just going to go date other people. But it did bother me when I met men that were dating others because some of them were not, they were secretive about it. Like they would date others and not even tell me. And I was in the mix, right? But I, I always found out because they would disappear. When a man disappears and doesn't call you, like on the weekend or after hours, you know, it's like when you can't get a hold of him, yeah. more than likely he's yeah. with somebody else or he's married because <laughs> I had a lot of that. But really, I mean, to answer that uh, question, it really is it really is just like, what's okay for you? Is it okay if that, that that's happening? And if it's not, 
there are so many men out there that will not do that, that will respect you and will only date you. And if, if that's what you want, I would say go after that. Don't even bother with the men that want to do the, the multiple prospect dating because that always doesn't end well, in my experience, because I've been in those situations. Awesome, awesome. And you know what? I'm pretty sure a lot of the men who are listening clapping their hands at the last part when you had said um, there are men out there that are not doing it. Because it's funny, if you look at social media and you talk to your circle, you'll feel like men just have multiple women all over the place, and it's really not. You have men who are definitely dating one person at a time and not trying to date them in bunches. So I know a lot of guys that are listening are definitely probably appreciative of hearing hearing that statement from you. Um, We actually got another one, so it sounds like now everyone's starting to want to have their questions after you talk to us this tonight with us, Lauren. Um, the next one was, if someone does not give themselves time in between dating or relationships, how might that affect the next relationship that they get into? That is a very good question. And I am the expert at that with people that are listening. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't even wait, right? Like, I was in um, my first marriage. I was already finding somebody. My my first husband went to prison when um, I, went, uh, I went out okay. and found myself a boyfriend because he was cheating on me the whole time. So I was like, well, now it's my time to go cheat. So I went and found myself a boyfriend while I was married. Um, And any, any time I was, I was unhappy, I would go find myself somebody and it it never turned out right because Mm. what I was doing was just taking that problem to the next relationship. Whatever bothered me in the relationship I was in, I was just taking that to the next person, just a different guy. Because I had a lot of trust issues, too. Mm-hmm. So when I would go to the next relationship, mm-hmm. that guy wasn't necessarily cheating on me. But in my mind, I was like, okay, who is he talking to? Why is he hiding his phone? Why is he going in the closet? You know, like, you know, like just those kind mm-hmm. of things. Like, so you really do need to give yourself time in between. I truly know that now. Like, I didn't figure that out for a very long time. I mean, I told you I just, mm-hmm. I just dated myself at the age of 42, but I I met my husband at the age of 17. So that whole time period of my life, I kept jumping from relationship to relationship to relationship and so many tears and so many heartaches because I did not give myself the time to figure out what was wrong with that last one. What can I fix within myself? Because most of the time it truly is about how you feel inside who you're attracting is how you feel about yourself. That, that is I am living proof of that. So that's why I can speak from experience <laughs> because I was attracting a lot of controlling men, uh, men that would cheat on me, uh, unavailable men. A lot of married men would come mm-hmm. after me. I don't know why. It was something within me that I was putting out there that men wanted to come be with me. They thought, oh, she's available. Oh, she's vulnerable. Oh, she's she's victim. I'm going to go try to rescue mm-hmm. her and still have my wife, my wife on the side, and she's going to be okay with that. You know, like I had a guy that would come over at five in the morning just to have sex and go home to his wife at night. I mean, this is just like real oh, wow. talk, you know, like this is all mm-hmm. in my book. So it's like none of this is anything that I'm ashamed of anymore because I feel mm-hmm. like I can be the voice for women to not do this to themselves if they are doing it and it's not okay for them. Don't get involved with a married man. It, it doesn't turn out right. Even if they tell you, I'm going to leave my wife for you. They, they're not leaving their wife. <laughs> and if they do... They're going to mm-hmm. cheat on you, too. So just think about that, too. <laughs> exactly. I want to add that exactly. No, you, no, no, you're good because it, it's very true. It, it is very true. So, uh, no, no, I definitely like that perspective for you. Um, 
Then one final question for you, and I think this one's definitely going to be interesting. Um, it comes back to with your with your son. So, what advice would you um, do you give to your sons regarding their relationship decisions as adults and as they're getting ready? To, you have the two that are already adults and the two that are getting ready into adulthood. So, what do you give them advice on how to maneuver in the re- relationships? Do they come to you for it? And if so, like what would you tell them? You know, on how to handle maneuvering relationships, uh, decisions as a relationship as an adult. Wow, these are good questions. I love your listeners. They they all come with good questions. <laughs> I like I like I like questions. Um, that's a good question because you know what? It's really awkward for me to talk to my boys because um, I never had that. Like I was never able to sit down and have my go to my parents and talk to them about relationships. So when my mm. kids come to me, I'll, I'll use my sixteen year old for example. He um, had a girlfriend in junior high. He's in high school now. And she was not a nice person. Um, I could already, pick up on people's vibes pretty quickly. She ended up, okay. uh, like, like going out with one of his friends. So he was really heartbroken over that. Uh, he was in middle school, okay? And he came you. to me okay. and talked to me about it. <laughs> and I told him, I'm like, you have your whole life ahead of you. You're, like, what, 12 or 13 he was at the time. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's not the end of the world, you know, and I think for me, because I have boys, I think it's different when you have boys and girls. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like tough love. I'm all about tough love. Like, you know, dust yourself off and get up and keep going. Right. But he was so young. <laughs> yeah. And then fast forward to like fast forward to now, he does have a girlfriend now that he wants me to meet. He's he's going to be a, a junior in high school. Right. So okay. he talked to me, though, for the first time about that relationship he had he called it a relationship it's actually kind of funny i mean i don't want to laugh at him but it, it was pretty funny. it was mm-hmm. cute <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> oh you had a relationship okay let's talk and so he told me he was hurt over it and you know that 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 he kind of got over it finally and he, he likes this girl and she's really nice and he just talked to me about it and it was it was really i was just listening it was really very beautiful and even my his brother is 19 and he had his heart broken from a girl that he was with in high school and they both talked to me, but the two older ones, um, they're old, they're 32 and 26. They don't come to mom for advice. (laughs) They, um, they're really good boys. My oldest is married. He has two boys. So I have two grandsons and, um, my oldest is a really, thank goodness. They are not like their father. That's the first marriage I was in. The guy that cheated on me, the whole marriage, they are nothing like their fathers. I am so blessed like I said, to have my boys. I had a sucky love life, but I always had good kids. Like my kids were, are the best, truly the best kids. Um, and you know, they don't, they don't, they don't come to me. My, my son did though. My oldest son did come to me when he met his wife. It was just a girlfriend at the time, but she was rebounding. So he came to me and asked me what rebound means. So that was really cute. I did offer him some advice, <laughs> but you know, I think it's different when it's boys and girls, when you're raising men and you're raising girls up. because my boys, they're so easy. They don't, they don't really need anything. You know, they don't require really much. That's, that's true. That's true. No, you're completely correct. Lauren. <laughs> we definitely thank you for having you here on this show. Um, we're definitely going to have you come back um, another time, but we definitely appreciate having you here with us on She Said What tonight as we talked about dating, waiting for your mate versus uh, rushing into marriage. Yeah, thank you so much. I definitely would love to come back, and I love your listeners. So, yeah, definitely want to come back. <laughs> 
Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. We definitely will. Um, for those who are listening in, just want to remind you on this Friday, there's Fetish Finesse with Nisi at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sunday, we have Let's Connect with Peace Intuition at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And on Monday, we have Simply Sports with One Mike, RG, and Simply Bree. And on Tuesdays, we have Studio Vibe and He Said What? And on next Wednesday here at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will have She Said What? with me. Looking forward to having you guys on next Wednesday. Have a wonderful week. Thank you for supporting the He Said What Radio Network. Please be sure to check out the website where you can find more of our shows on sports coverage, music showcases, and entertainment. Are you interested in giveaways? Sign up today to receive special members-only giveaways by visiting www.hesaidwhatnetwork.com now.